If we were to try and mathematically figure out the odds of all of us being here at this time, it'd be pretty amazing, wouldn't it? Because if you think of all of the things that have led you here to this moment, in this church, with these people, you could have gone left, you could have taken another job, you could have moved to another place, and yet we are all here. Not only are we all here by incredible odds, right, by, by simply all of us gathered here together, but we're all coming here in a very different place and experience. Maybe some of you are really on fire for your faith right now. You feel very close to the Lord. Others of you may feel very far from the Lord, that he keeps us at alarm lengths away. Still others are coming from a political perspective or some sort of pain or hurt in your life or some sort of joy in your career. We're all here not only from an incredible variety of backgrounds, we're all here in a very different emotional and spiritual state. So therefore, we can understand very much what it was, was like for those people in the gospel who searched out and found Jesus who traveled without food, who traveled far to get to just to be near the Lord. Because we know what it's like and we desire with all of our hearts in some way, shape, or form to grow closer to the Lord. But much like those people in the gospel we just heard, we also know what it's like to come to church, to come to the Lord, and not exactly know where we are going or what is next to be like those sheep without a shepherd. But Jesus, in his perfect love for you and for me, looks upon you tonight in the same way that he gazed upon those people on the hill with perfect love. He gazes upon us and he has moved this Greek word here that is rendered in the, in the, in the gospel as his heart was moved with pity for them. It's kind of a graphic word. It, the, 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 the noun that it comes from literally means his innards. That Jesus was moved from his innards. He was so moved that from the core of his being, he loved those people and he desired to serve them. So too does Jesus look upon you and me tonight. We heard in our second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, for he, Jesus, is our peace. Who made us, who made both one and broke down the dividing wall of enmity through his flesh. He finished in that reading tonight. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. That same Jesus is here, and he desires and he looks upon us to love us in that same way. And this is the beautiful part of Jesus, the Good Shepherd who desires to take us, ragtag group that we are, from all the ends of the earth in one way, shape, or form, not knowing maybe why we're even here. This is the beauty of Jesus' love for us as the Good Shepherd, that he desires to lead us. But he who is the Good Shepherd is the Lamb of God. Jesus is both the Lamb and the Shepherd. God becomes a human being so that we might become like God and be one with God forever in heaven. The good shepherd is not separated from or looming over or forcing us like a master to slaves. But as Jesus says in the Gospel of John, he is our friend. 
He is one of us. He is God with us, desiring to lead us to a greater peace, to a greater joy, to happiness and fulfillment in this life and perfect happiness and fulfillment in the life to come. And he invites us, he invites us, brothers and sisters, to be like him, to be both sheep and shepherd, to share in that ministry, to be formed. And that's true. We all must come to God. And this is why we come to Mass every week. And this is why we pray every day and go to confession regularly, because we need to change. And what is it, brothers and sisters, that you need to change in your life tonight? Because when we come to the Lord and He looks upon us as sheep without a shepherd, He is desiring to guide us to a new way of living. Perhaps we need to change what we are doing, our actions in our life. Perhaps there is something that you're doing in your life that is wicked and evil that needs to stop. Perhaps there is something in your heart that needs to be freed. Perhaps your way of thinking needs to change. Perhaps your way of approaching God needs to change. But for all of us, regardless of what it is, we all, like good sheep, need to be led and changed through the love of the good shepherd. But we are also called that through that transformation into good sheep that we too can share with the good shepherd and lead others. But as we heard in that first reading, woe to you shepherds who mislead my sheep. This responsibility which we all have, which priests have in a particular way, is not an easy burden to bear. Think of it this way to the parents in this church tonight. You are called by God, by the sacrament that you have shared in the sacrament of holy matrimony and the blessing of children you have received to be the good shepherd for your children. But woe to you if you lead them astray. Wow, that's a lot. But if we, like the good shepherd who is the Lamb of God, open our hearts, humble ourselves, change our lives continually by and according to His grace, the shepherding, though never easy, becomes, as Jesus says, a burden that is easy and light. And so we ask the Lord for that grace tonight. We who are coming from various areas, who are in various places in our minds and in our hearts, for that grace to follow after him, to be good sheep so that we can share in the ministry of being good shepherds, of changing and opening our own hearts to change so that we can help Jesus bring about the salvation of the whole world.